can you say welcome back to the Balcony Brothers podcast? Welcome back to the ba- uh, Balcony Brothers podcast. I'm James Wingfield. I'm Joshua Vrushi. I'm Connor Barber. I'm Clayton Lawrence. And I'm Cameron Downs. Thanks, James. Bro, you know I'm on the toilet right now. The bottom of the ninth, and the bases are loaded. Connor Barber steps up to bat, his iconic one-footed batting stance and full swing. Two outs, two balls. We need a solid hit. Defoe pitches. It's a slider. It's out of the park. Brucey Downs, Lawrence Barber, they all make it home. The Balcony Brothers have survived another week to record their show. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was pretty good. Surprisingly good. I like that a lot. Good. That can you tell me, did you write down, like, the, did you write, like, click, whistle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. That was really good. That was really good. That's good. Well, I read this, and at first I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I thought about it for a second, I was that like... Was, that was, yeah. What, what could it mean? I wonder if I can find this article. Yeah, again. I want to know like, what, what their defense of their argument is. I think it was jumping spiders. I mean, I, I understand the conceit of it. Oh, they have to jump on things. They don't want to jump on something that's alive, maybe. But, I mean, I, I, I would get it if, like, a fly couldn't tell the difference between a living thing and a not living thing. Because all flies have to do is if they see anything move, they just go away real fast. Yeah, so this is on sciencealert.com uh, in the nature section. Jumping spiders seem to have a, pre- have a cognitive ability pr- only previously found in vertebrates. And then blah, 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 it basically says what a tiny little jumping spider is. Um, <laughs> seem to be able to do something <laughs> we'd only ever seen before in vertebrates, distinguishing between animate and inanimate objects. What do they, how do describe <laughs> this power? Like, what do they mean when they say that? Let's see. In a new test, wild jumping spiders behave differently when presented with simulated objects of both kinds in ways that indicated an ability to discern between them. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Show me this experiment. I need to know the procedure. The research does not suggest that this ability can be found more widely in the animal kingdom than we knew. It demonstrates that the team's experimental setup can be used to test other invertebrates in the same way. They don't ex- describe what the setup is at all. These results clearly demonstrate the ability of jumping spiders to discriminate between biological motion cues. What's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why I can't hear anybody. Duh. The presence of a biological motion-based detection system in jumping spiders deepens questions regarding the evolutionary origins of this visual processing strategy and opens the possibility that such mechanisms might be widespread across the animal kingdom. <laughs> Do you think do you think maybe animals can tell the difference between animate and inanimate objects? Between a thing that's moving and alive and a thing that's not moving and not. I like how this applies that they've only previously been found in vertebrates, but not even all vertebrates. Right. 
God knows what a hyena is capable of discerning about living things. How do they test this? Apparently they simulated a living thing and then <laughs> a non-living thing and the spider reacted differently. <laughs> like, that's, that's the question that's I have the, too, is that it says okay, simulated okay. objects of both kinds. Yeah. I thought it was I really weird. How do you simulate a rock and then simulate <laughs> like a fox? Like, <laughs> and, and, and how do you know... Is the, is the spider in VR? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so wait, so a, and a spider would react differently maybe to two different rocks. Like how does it know that that's the... That's a good question. Maybe they used a bunch of different simulated rocks and then a bunch of different simulated, simulated foxes. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty genius, I guess. It says it, it was unclear whether or not tiny invertebrate critters rely on the ability to distinguish between motion and non-motion or animate and inanimate objects. Wait, so it's saying that there is like a, a sixth sense that these spiders have that is not just see whether or not something is moving, but tell whether or not something is living just yeah. by looking at it? Yeah. Maybe not even by looking at it. Just by... This is just a sixth sense that they just have. They're like, there is something animate nearby. There's something animate at this location in relation to me. <laughs> living thing there. That's, that's pretty wild. See, that would be a cool superpower. His mic is That on. would be a cool superpower. Connor's mic is That would be on. a cool superpower. Is my mic on? I still can't it hear is. anything. I don't know why turning on my mic would help me hear. Oh, you turn them up. That's Good. cool. Good. Good. It's a little loud, Josh. Good. Oh, okay. Good. I found. Uh, yeah, that's good. Should be good. Lesser. That's good. Lesser. No, that's good. No, please, please, not any less. Josh. Josh. <sighs> I found. How come what Cameron I think is... didn't do the technical? Th- now I have to do the technical things. Cameron's falling asleep. I was like, man, mm-hmm. Connor sounds a little funky. His mic isn't on. Where were you, Cameron, at my time of need to tell that Cam- that Connor's mic wasn't on? Where were you? I didn't notice. I thought it was on. You should be fired from your job. Okay. I would do a much better job because I can hear when people's mics are on. Oh, okay. So you can have my job. You can have it. You can have I found a description of the test, and it does make it make a little more sense. That'd be cool. Could you describe it? Yeah. Have you seen... We're not even... We are. We're on the second line today. Yeah. That's on line three. Line two. Josh, every single time Clay has tried to speak, you have just completely interrupted him. Who's Clay? Have you ever seen the... Have you guys seen that uh, Conjuring (laughs) movie that came out recently? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of interesting. Can you tell me about it? Uh, No, because I didn't watch it either. Oh, okay. None of you said you hadn't watched it. You just... I just wanted to know if you could tell me about it. Well, I didn't. I didn't need to answer. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that's Cameron, that's Cameron's answer. implicit answer is no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Cameron wanted to talk about something. Yeah, I think Cameron wanted to talk about something. <laughs> yeah. Cameron, <laughs> can you please tell us what you were trying to talk? Did about? you guys hear about that uh, thing that Why Clay was talking know. about? He doesn't even know. I can't say I did. Well, no. they wouldn't know because Clay interrupted me asking yeah, for. Yeah. So basically, that's so rude. <laughs> All right, so when presented with 11 moving dots corresponding to the positions of the main joints on the human body, human test subjects can recognize the pattern of motion as belonging to a human. Have you guys seen that before? Oh, yeah, where it shows, I guess like, I could the, imagine it. the motion capture map. Yeah, right. it, it's basically, like, they have somebody with a motion capture suit on, and they've just got, like, a dot for hand, dot for elbow, dot for, like, shoulders and things like that. 
And most people with just seeing the dots moving, they can be like, that's a person walking. And mm -hmm. they can even tell like body language and things like that. And apparently they did, they did the same test on spiders with not human joints, but with like spider joints. And the spiders, um, let's see. Um, and then they did the same thing for all the rock joints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they included sat. a moving ellipse and scrambled random motion that didn't resemble the movements of a living creature. Um, they showed the spider the animations, and they held the spider's body in a fixed place. Oh, no. <laughs> they put it in the spider cage <laughs> over a spherical treadmill. I guess what? Like, what? I guess it's like the VR machine that's like a, a treadmill oh. where you can like turn. Spider and like... VR. That's, it was spider yeah, it was VR. Spider oh, VR. My God. oh, my God. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, who, who has the money to do like why, I just imagine the tiny little treadmill in the spider <laughs> why is there why is there a spider with a VR headset and I don't have one that's <laughs> right? what I'm wondering where, well the spider has the more money, money than you <laughs> I guess so it must apparently they did this for 60 spiders and wow 60 spiders have more money than you um, jumping spiders swiveled their bodies around to stare with their big eyes at the displays that were less lifelike the effect was most pronounced with the randomized point light display which moved the least like a living organism so they this looked really hard at the things that they were just random and didn't <laughs> yeah. look like things It doesn't that were suggest alive. that they know the difference between animate and inanimate. inanimate. It sounds mimic. like they can tell the difference, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just really are confused by the completely random motion. Every, like, what yeah, the that, fuck yeah. is that? I would like to imagine <laughs> that they could like tell that it was somehow like technology in the screen. Like, oh, yeah. bro, let's prank these dudes and just fucking yeah. bug out. Well, no, they're like, that, that pattern doesn't bug happen out. in nature. Yeah, but the spiders are like... That pattern does not happen in natural habitat of mm. my kind. Mm. Mm, sus. Um, I guess it, it's mainly talking about how like jumping spiders specifically have two main eyes, like big, bigger ones that can have like better visual acuity, and the like six remaining eyes just give them three hundred and sixty degree vision. It's like our peripheral vision. Yeah, and so so it's not three sixty. Yeah, we yeah. only got one eighty. And so basically, uh -huh. like well, if they see something. So with their secondary eyes that, and they can't tell what it is, they will focus on like that instead. And so when presented with like spider dots and random dots, they're like, Oh, I know those are spider dots. So I have to look at the thing that I don't know what it is. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. That makes a lot more sense than the first half of the article. That was like, <laughs> spiders can tell if something is living. or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does take a lot less time to explain though. It's That's right. true. It just also doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Especially when they're like, yeah, we don't know if other animals can do this or not. I mean, I feel like it'd be harder to do with animals with only one set of eyes. Yeah, it would I be imagine. hard to get. It would be hard to get deer on the deer treadmill, <laughs> <laughs> the 360 degree deer treadmill. It would. It would just. It would have to be a bigger treadmill. Is the only problem. Yeah, I guess deer VR is a lot more expensive than spider VR. That's true. That's mm, true. Although you'd think micro technology that could give little jumping spiders yeah. VR headsets would be pretty expensive to make. I, I, that, that we moved from the screens, like just surrounding them, to headsets. That so did they? Go did on they them. Yeah, did they put the spiders in a, in like little headsets, or did they put them in the the hall of mirrors that was full of like? <laughs> I think it, I think it was illusions. more like a hall of mirrors. They okay. were put and displayed just like screens that had these dots gotcha. on there, and they were gotcha. just held in place by a little treadmill. And there and, was a, there a, was a claw holding yeah. them, <laughs> and, <laughs> and one so tiny piece move. of yarn to hold them in. Yeah, right. Body cast. Yeah. This is such a dumb experiment. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool, though. It's well, kind of cool. Awesome. I don't know why they chose spiders to do this with specifically. Well, well if you were going to choose yeah. an animal to do this experiment with. If I had to choose an animal to do this experiment with, 
Um, He'd do it with humans to make I mean, sure that they can. <laughs> unfortunately, it has been done with humans, but they yeah. were not put in little treadmills, 360-degree treadmills. And we so, should do it again and yeah. put the humans in those treadmills. <laughs> See which dots they look at. Do they right. look at the people dots or do they look at the, the weird ones? Yeah, the weird dots. The Cthulhu dots. I, I want to know how conclusive this experiment was. Like, did every spider look at the weird, you know, Cthulhu dots, or did some of them look at the other spider dots? Unfortunately, like, it didn't say what percentage of them did it. It just said they did it with 60 spiders. All right. Hmm. Which is a large amount of spiders, but I don't know if it's a big enough sample size to say that all jumping spiders can do this. I think it is also kind of a really large inference to make based off of that data. Yeah, I think that so, That they too. can tell the difference between living and non-living things. I also, I just think it's weird that they didn't record... <laughs> The amount of spiders that could do this. Well, they probably they did. I just this. I don't know if we got the the data on that. Well, they, the they they recorded it. They should just copy and paste that and put that. Yeah, they should just put well, the whole article just, on this. They should, yeah, just put the entire research paper that is locked <laughs> behind the JSTOR subscription archive. Well, at least just <laughs> sum it up. I don't know. Dude, that's what, that's they, what did. they did. Put no, put fifteen out of twenty eight, except there was sixty. So put thirty five out of sixty or whatever. That's not that hard. I don't know where you're getting those numbers from, but well, the, you know, that was the, the amount of spiders that that is the amount tell. of spiders that could tell. Yeah. That is fact. Cameron knows. I feel like that's really not that conclusive. Cameron's just upset that because he knows and we don't because the article didn't tell us. Yeah. But he just I'm just knows. mad because I was lazy in writing that article. Cameron actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cameron actually did this experiment himself and wrote the article and wrote the article. Yeah. And gave all the spiders individual little VR headsets. My my career was fluctuating at the time. It was, <laughs> it was a weird place. Arachnozoology is kind of a dying field. You think so? Well, I haven't met anybody who wants to become an arachnozoologist. That's fair. There's no kids these days in schools, like on uh, show and tell, you know, day talking about their parents being scientists of the spider. That's you know? true. I feel like you wouldn't talk about it. You'd be embarrassed to talk. I don't know if I'd be embarrassed about it. I wouldn't say anything about it, though, because I think other people would think it was weird, mm. and they would think I was weird by association. Yeah, That's you fair. wouldn't You wouldn't just tell your friends, like, hey, did you know that my parents are, like, spider people? <laughs> It'd be like, Spider-Man? Really? And you're like, no. no. like They're like nerds, but with spiders. They're like spider nerds. <laughs> they're like, it's worse in every way. They still are, are around gross spiders, and they get none of their cool, awesome powers. Yeah. Like jumping really high and shooting magic webs. And being able to tell if something is animate or inanimate. That's true. That is actually a new <laughs> ability that they have to give Spider-Man now <laughs> in the comics. <laughs> yeah, the new ability is that whenever Spider-Man sees a bunch of dots moving in random directions, he will get distracted and have to look at those. Especially if they're completely randomly generated <laughs> to not mimic any life. Doc Ock has him caught. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Ock drops Spider-Man into a room where he's surrounded by screens. <laughs> and some of them resemble himself, like, running around, and some of them are just an ellipsoid. And some of them are completely random. Yes. And he only looks at the completely random one. And he goes, Gwen! No! <laughs> is, that, is that what Gwen looks like? Yes. To him. Well, that's what she looks like to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we can tell the difference between inanimate and animate. He just can't tell the difference between different animate objects. Correct. <laughs> he actually sees all things in an array of moving dots. So that's an amazing power. <laughs> I don't know how powerful it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's really an amazing power. I'd say it's a power. I think it's an amazing power. What would you do with your power if you had that? Like, what what could you do other than tell the difference between 
animate and inanimate objects i would be well one i would offer my services to people who need to tell the difference like you know <laughs> they're like the, hey there's something new in my house i don't know whether it's animate or inanimate it kind of scares me could you come check this out you're and like yeah, I, yeah that's a dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a guy. That's a guy. <laughs> He's over there. You got him. <laughs> All right, fifty bucks. Yeah, you might want to call the police. That's a dude. <laughs> yeah, you can help. You can help blind people, baby. Help feel, a blind people. Oh, I, I feel like okay. sighted people I wouldn't have meant, much use for your. I thought you meant blind as a verb. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard too. <laughs> yeah, take people yeah. out. You, could, you, you could make would, people blind. You could be you. an assistant to those who who blind people. <laughs> Not at all. I, I just I feel like sighted people wouldn't have much use for your services in general. That might be true. I just really tiny market you got going on. Well, I would also do a lot of self portraits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be very abstract. That, you, you'd probably just have to do art. Like if you could see the world like that, you would have to do art and then market it as like I see this way. This is my art from the world this way, and you would make a whole bunch of art that's like. Vienna, and then it's just a bunch of random dots, and people are like, "Wow, <laughs> that's what Vienna looks like to him," you know? Okay, people, yeah. would, people oh, would definitely that. buy that. That could work. Yeah, I could do a collaboration with Banksy where I draw a bunch of um, I'm like, "Oh, this is the Eiffel Tower," and it's just like one big dot, and then you know, just the Eiffel Tower and dots, and yeah. then it shreds itself, and everybody's like, "That's amazing." And then the building explodes. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower itself <laughs> <Sorry>. explodes. <Yeah. laughs> The I've painting always, next to the so, Eiffel Tower shreds well, in the building. That's what I've always. This is what I've always wondered about, like Banksy, right? Is how far is he willing to go? You know, because I mean, he sold the painting for a lot of money and then he shredded it, right? Is he willing to do international terrorism? Right. Is he <laughs> is he willing to commit acts of landmark destruction in in for the sake of art? Do you think? Do you think he would have? Do you think if Banksy was around during uh, the end of the Cold War, do you think he would have blown up the Berlin Wall? Well, he would have shredded it. <laughs> okay. I, okay. So, does, are you saying he doesn't? He only does shredding. Like that's his. So yeah. that's the main limitation. That's why he hasn't gotten bigger because it's really hard to shred really like, cement. It's hard to hide. Yeah. You need some pretty big razor blades for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think Banksy, as a as a world leader, would have been like, "Here's the Berlin Wall. It's finally finished," and then it would just shred itself. <laughs> just through the. And all of the fucking countries that... Little are, bits of yeah, rubble yeah. just fucking fling at people <laughs> yeah. and take them out. All of the countries that dedicated millions of dollars to building this wall would be like, oh no, that's so artistic. I like I like all of the countries. Yes. I like saying that because that's really a, a funny idea. Yeah, all of Germany. <laughs> well, not even that really. How much, how much was spent? Does, does anyone have that number? I have no idea how much was spent. Wasn't it just charged to Germany? Like I'm pretty sure. Did Russia just say you're gonna build this wall and you're gonna pay for it? Bro, yeah, that's, I'm that's pretty what sure. Trump wanted. <laughs> Trump read the history books like we're gonna make Mexico pay for the yeah, that's wall. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's well, crazy. I mean, you know, they did lose the war. They got fucked pretty hard in the. I mean, Russia didn't. Well, no, Russia didn't. But why would Russia just be like, yeah, we're gonna pay for this nice wall to be here? Well, because they wanted it there. That's. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's an artistic choice, like Banksy would want. They only had half of the city. <laughs> you think that's the choice Banksy would make if he was the yeah. dictator of Soviet Russia? <laughs> he would be like, "We need more walls around here, <laughs> especially that one right in the middle of Germany. Yeah. That would be that would be a nice wall. That would be a good place for a wall." 
If you if if Banksy was like the un, like Secretary of the UN and he had complete control over the world's resources, like the Secretary of the UN does, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, what we would he that. What would he do with all of this unlimited power? Um, he would be like, I think we should build a really big wall that goes all around China, and then he would go there and start like trying to get the permissions to build it, and he would be like, Wait, why do you guys already have one? Was I here before? <laughs> was he like, who authorized you to build this wall? Right. Well, Take it down. That was before up. the UN existed. So, Yeah. But does Banksy know that? He's an art major, not a history major. <laughs> does Banksy know about the existence of the Great Wall of China? That's a, that's a good question. I would, love, seen... I would love to go to a bar and have that be like a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> does Banksy know about the existence of... Uh... Just it, like just Banksy trivia, and it's just random stuff like that. And, like Banksy wrote the the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, Banksy used the money from right. building the, the all of the profit that came from building the second Great Wall of China. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of profit in it. Yeah, how much profit? <laughs> I just love the idea of like really, really like <laughs> questions. Like, has Banksy ever been on Hajj? Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> just stuff like that. Like, has Banksy ever had a Fanta? <laughs> oh, I'm probably yeah. Has Banksy ever been to a Taco Bell and ordered the Baja Blast? <laughs> what is Baja? What What is Banksy's opinion of the Baja Blast Colada Freeze? <laughs> when Banksy goes to a tiki bar, what is his drink of choice? <laughs> I just I I love these uh. These hypotheticals. I'm really they, just trying to imagine them all. Like I'm. Well, I what in my head? In my head, right? Nobody knows who Banksy is, Correct. right? Correct. In, in my head, these are the only clues that Banksy gives about who he is to the world. Are well, these yeah, bar like trivia? A, questions. Yeah, these bar <laughs> trivia questions about completely random topics, and so like it's like a twenty questions game where you can slowly narrow down who Banksy is by people who answer these You're questions. Like, my truthfully. friend likes the Baja Blast at Taco Bell. But, <laughs> I've never but when he Banksy. goes to a tiki bar, he gets a Mai Tai. He doesn't get a lava flow. Uh-huh. And so it can't be Banksy. And so my he can't, can't, can't be, be Banksy. Banksy. Can't be Banksy. Well, one down. There's an international list of who is not Banksy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who in the world is not Banksy? And everyone <laughs> who goes to the questions, they're like, no, it's not, not me. See, this, no. this would be something that would happen that's like you've seen a movie and then they're like, oh, but... But he was. Now we have to go check the whole list again. <laughs> How do I find out that you really aren't Banksy? Yeah, once you Tell find out. Tell me something that Banksy wouldn't say. Huh? Yeah. I mean, then you... you... <laughs> <laughs> that went over my head for a little bit, but that's really good. <laughs> I think art should be permanent. No, it's not him. No. <laughs> Can't be that guy. Can't Banksy be that wouldn't guy. say that. Banksy wouldn't say that. Um <laughs> One of Banksy's trivia questions is: ba- Is Banksy capable of telling a lie? <laughs> <laughs> is this sentence false? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I like that. And the idea that eventually, like when you narrow it down, there's at least like a million people who all have the same answers as Banksy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to all of these questions. So well, that's why he just keeps asking questions. He's got to. He's got to keep the list smaller and smaller. Keeps printing them out. That's actually, you know, shredded on the back of the the one art piece is all the questions <laughs> for his trivia. That's what they found. They glued it all back together, and then they like, holy fuck! It's a treasure trove. And then they and then they find him, and then he shreds himself. That would be the right way to go. Yeah. The moment they discover who he is, he'd he'd get sucked down into a shredder. <laughs> it's a little disturbing no, for he, whoever yeah. found him. But, I, I, yeah. I phrased that wrong. He shreds. 
Oh, he like he just pulls out, finds him? He pulls out a guitar and he fucking... <laughs> or a skateboard or both. That's he true. plays through the fire and flames. Well, he does, it's both, probably. It's probably imagine, both, for yeah. sure. Wow. <laughs> does he do it? Like, does he do it while he's, like, grinding all along the Great Wall of China? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. He must. It's a little bumpy, but yeah, he gets it. I would like to see that. I would like to see a mini Great Wall of China just going on, like... Was at the top of the Great Wall of China? Just Do like you think a small little divider, even more, just in between the whole thing? Do you think the government of China would let Tony Hawk, yes, grind along the the railing of the Great Wall? Yes. Could they stop him? <laughs> I think they could quite easily stop him. Well, most people, I don't think he's the man he used to be. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think could. I don't think most people recognize Tony Hawk. If you've seen his Twitter, it's true. It's true. That is the. That is go the, back to Hawk. Well, if, if he, you if, saw a man who looked like Tony Hawk skateboarding on the Great Wall of China, would you personally stop him? Would you say, "Hey, you probably shouldn't do that"? I guess <laughs> this is a, I guess, a cultural I guess that comes down to would it would it matter? Would you let it go if it wasn't Tony Hawk? I mean, if it was just some like badass dude, like who doesn't care about the rules or you know history, uh-huh. just grinding on the Great Wall of China. That, if it was Mitch fine. McConnell, would you let him? <laughs> if it was Newt Gingrich. <laughs> Would you let him grind the Great Wall of China? <laughs> I think I'd just be impressed that number one he's there, number yeah. two that he has the ability to grind. On I, the Great I, Wall. I would probably be too dumbstruck by the fact <laughs> that I just saw somebody go past me, grinding on a skateboard, and then my brain would register, "Wow, that's crazy!" And then immediately after, would be like, "Wait, that was Mitch McConnell." <laughs> you know, those are those are two. I don't think you can realize both of those things at once. I think they're entirely like exclusive. Right. You can't process them at the same time. Yeah. You know what I imagine as well when I think of someone grinding on the Great Wall of China is also underneath for how long they've grinded for a little point system that just keeps increasing. Yeah, they have that bar that's like filling up and it's like and it's like flaming. And it's just like going around in circles, somehow maintaining speed. Well, yeah, you know, it goes down and up. They just have to find the point at highest elevation and then they can keep going. And they coast on that from there. Okay. Yeah. They have to have a very, very uh, quality board, though. Frictionless. Frictionless. Yeah, they, they are going to have to use skate wax on the entire wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tourists are walking along, they're like, why is this, why is this so... And the ew, fucking this... skateboard <laughs> takes their fingers yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> shreds their fingers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's that. like, yo, bro, watch out! <laughs> I like the idea that either Mitch McConnell or Newt Gingrich are Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> what are the God. odds? What are the odds? I hope not very high, but it's, yeah, it can't be zero. I feel like the odds that one of them is Banksy is higher than like any of us being Banksy. That's probably true. Or like just a general person being Banksy. A I feel general like, person. <laughs> I feel like Banksy is the type of person who would be famous already. Yeah, that's that's like the vibe that I get. Because they certainly have access to a lot of money. And resources, right. which I mean, I mean, comes from the other art they've done, right? But yeah, and I, I think they get like, I know not like a manager that they have, but like people can like more or less like contact him through like this other person, maybe even through like two people, like they go through two different layers. Mm. But I think that's how most of the money and or funds gets dispersed to Banksy. Gotcha. What do you think the odds are that Sarah Palin is Banksy? Uh, almost wow. one to one. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, with all I mean, of the... what, yeah. When did you start hearing about Banksy, and when did you stop hearing <laughs> about Sarah Palin? <laughs> the exact same moment. For every Banksy that exists, there is one Sarah Palin, and that's not a coincidence. <laughs> we have <laughs> to one ratio. <laughs> and that logic is completely irrefutable. There's nothing anybody can it's say. It's foolproof. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's not only foolproof; it is 
fool unassailable. <laughs> Fools could not shred on this. No. Let's not play. even with all the skate wax in the world. So much, so much to think about. That was nonsense. All of that was, <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> Did you guys know that um, there are Chinese Avengers, like special Chinese Avengers, and they all have Chinese names that don't translate very well into English? Can you tell me what they are? So one of them is like literally an SCP. Um, <laughs> what? She is called like the great mother to many. And she's like wow. a woman who has the ability to give birth to up to like 50 super soldiers every four days. Okay. And she just gives... How does she handle that? She's just got a rockin' bod, bro. <laughs> she just pumps them out. Is she hot? I don't know. I've never seen or her. Or does she have, like, the most intense mom bod ever? I assume she's always pregnant. I think she's always pregnant is the thing. Okay. She's just... What? Why? And, and sometimes she gives birth to the other Chinese Avengers kids who have mixes of their powers. But they all, they all die after, like, a week or something. Does she have oh. to, like... That's that's the one that's an SCP. The Does other she ones have to are constantly just have sex. Heroes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if she well, if she <laughs> wants to use her powers, I think she has to have un uh, un <laughs> married sex with random people. What is her social credit score then? I don't know, man. I, I feel like it can't be very high. No. Are you looking this up? Did you find it? No. Someone texted me highway, and then they spelled it Hogaway. Huh? Okay. I don't know. I wanna, okay, I'm gonna look this up so I don't get it wrong. I'm gonna look up Hogway. <laughs> you look I think up Hogway. Character from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hogway. What is Hogway, please? Uh, Hogway Dementia Village. Dementia Village. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You telling me if you go to the Hogway Dementia Village, you just you just forget. How many people are lost in there? Is that like the Bermuda Triangle? You just show up to this village on vacation and you just forget where you are and you just stay there like eternally? You think that's what the Bermuda Triangle does? Yeah. Have you ever been? Have you ever heard anyone that came out of it? I wouldn't know if I've been, would I? <laughs> I guess not. You wouldn't know where you are now. That's a good point. I'm trying to find Well, no, it's actually a whole village of... Like modeled like super after like real life and modern city. But what do you mean it's modeled after yeah. real life? <laughs> but but <laughs> it's so it's not like a nursing home, but it is a, just a whole city where like o- the only people who are in there and who are allowed in are people are just like 150 people with advanced dementia. That sounds like a dystopian society. This sounds very wild. Is it just people constantly wandering around? Like, what happens it's in the Netherlands? Can they leave? <laughs> okay, of course. I'm assuming they can leave. I'm right? assuming they I don't think they have the power to can't leave. <laughs> And other people can't go in. What happens if I enter? Am I shot? Is this like do they I, have no, I armed think, guards I, I, around? I, I the... think. Well, if you enter, what actually happens is one of the people with dementia dies, and their dementia floats over to you magically, and you get it, constantly maintaining the one hundred and fifty status quo. Okay. <laughs> However, there is only one way out of the alternate reality of Hogway ho- 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 <laughs> 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 Dementia Village, a door that is locked and under twenty-four hour surveillance. Wow. If a resident of Hogway approaches the door, a caretaker will suggest that this door is locked, and perhaps they can look for this a different SCP? door. I think this is. This is like a <laughs> yeah. What if we just stumble? This sounds like, um, not to spoil the boys for anybody who hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead. Maybe Hold like up, I gotta close my ears. A minute. Um, but like, uh, the the dude with the beard, his wife is like under constant surveillance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like that weird house place. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what this is, but with a lot more houses. Well, it's like 
Ugh, nothing was spoiled for me. Thank goodness. Imagine like walking up to like a like a door, like the only door out of your town, and like okay. like you don't know that it's the only door out of your town, but you're just like, oh, and then someone is standing there by it and said, no, this door is locked. You should find a different door. I would be like, are you are you sure? How do you know it's locked? Yeah, like. Do you, can you have? Do you have a key? What's behind the door? You would ask a lot <laughs> of questions. They're just standing there and they're like, "No, it's locked." You should. You should try a different one. Try to get where they don't even I, like I go, get go do something they're else. Really they're convincing. like, "Go find another door." <laughs> if you're really itching to open a door, it's not this one. You said this okay. was where Norway, the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. Is this a fake place or is this... no? It's a real like, <laughs> like it, a real is like. Is it on the map? Can I fly over it? Is it like a restricted airspace? <laughs> No, how do, just, how do I get to? A, it's just a retirement home. If you if you have awesome. dementia, do you just <laughs> go, you just do, do you there? just wake up in the dementia village? Well, from the person the per- perspective of someone with dementia, kinda yeah. <laughs> oh God! Like well, it, it actually looks kind of nice. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure Cameron, it looks Cameron great. will be gone. Everybody, yeah. Next Please episode, if Cameron I is if in I ever have dementia, you gotta put me in the Hogue village. Yeah. Hogue dementia. Do you village. have to be like a citizen of the Netherlands? I think if you pay enough money, I f- no, I feel like away. I feel like the Dutch would just be like, yeah, cool. If come. you kill off one of their one of their people, then you could be part of the one fifty, the elite one fifty dementia. Goddamn, <laughs> this does not sound like a real place. So it has like four articles on it, and a Wikipedia article, and a map. Is it on Google? It's on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. You can drive there. It has an address. Yeah. Okay, but I won't be let in. They'll they'll <laughs> greet me with force, lethal force, if I try to. Hopefully break lethal. I would like to to read to you this this Chinese superhero woman. Okay. Yeah, um, do that. So the she's a member of the superhero team the Great 10. Okay. Which are a superhero team that was uh, endorsed through Marvel by the Communist Republic of China. Are there 10 of them? There are 10 of them. Oh, thank goodness. Um not counting the 500 super soldiers that come out of one of them. <laughs> I am I am not going to attempt to pronounce her name in Chinese. I would embarrass myself, but her uh Superhero name is the Mother of Champions. Oh. She was a theoretical particle physicist working on a particle accelerator when she was briefly exposed to the theoretical God particle, which mutated her system mm-hmm. by triggering her metagene, which is like the thing that gives mutants right. their powers, right, in Marvel. Uh, you know, at first she was completely sterile, like when she was born, but eventually discovered her super fecundity powers by accident. Wow. <laughs> By accident? <laughs> Her super fecundity powers is yeah, just wh- a great... what is by accident? So uh, she no longer needs to eat. Uh, she has to remind herself to breathe, and she is completely immune to radiation poisoning from ionizing So her radiation. entire sustenance is just sex. And she, breathing. She can now birth a litter of 25 genetically identical <laughs> super soldiers. Yeah, a litter okay. <laughs> of 25 genetically identical super soldiers about every three days. Mm-hmm. These children are short-lived, however, only lasting one week, aging 10 years every 24 hours. Oh, so they're not even like really like useful as soldiers. Well, they they are they are for about two days. <laughs> yeah, right. But like halfway through day two, when they're like you know in like fifteen, they're like become somewhat viable, and then right when they probably get to like their fifties. Yeah, that's, maybe maybe sixties if they're super soldiers. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, like so they get to like their fifties or sixties, and then they have like three days where they're alive and they're just dealing with their imminent mortality. I imagine. Hmm. Um. Do they have, like, fully functioning psyches? Yes. There is a a whole uh, story series about one of her children uh, who goes on a whole bunch of adventures with uh, other Marvel people and then just dies. As many many (laughs) adventures as you can go on in about seven days. Yeah. Um, She has at times used a a metallic chair with insect-like legs to remain mobile during her pregnant state. So She she sounds like a character from a MOBA. (laughs) 
she walks like, around like just, the brood mother or yeah. mother yeah <laughs> yeah okay i'm sorry go on oh good yeah um she later pretended that that an alias she used was her real name that's okay. that's all it says um so yeah, her children appear to demonstrate fairly standard superhuman abilities, you know, mm. the normal suite, save yeah. for when she has the children of fellow Great Ten members. She has had children with the Seven Deadly Brothers, the Accomplished Perfect Position, and at least one Immortal Man in Darkness, and most recently with Socialist Red Guardsman. So she's had children <laughs> with with four of the other Great Ten members. Is Sedley, Sedley? Seven Deadly Brothers is one guy okay. who, who can turn into seven people. Turn into seven like... deadly people. And what yeah. about that are brothers? What was, yes. the, what was the one after that? The one after that was the accomplished perfect physician. Oh, I thought okay. you said the, the accomplished perfect position, and I was like, I That's bet she I really heard. enjoys and that I was like, one. No. She likes that. The accomplished perfect physician is actually, I think he's the best one out of all of them because this is Doctor he, Strange. What is this? He kind of, I mean, he's he's basically he was like a soldier, and then he went and he killed a a monk. Okay. And the monk was like, I do, I am not mad that you killed me go be a better person and he was like fuck i gotta go be a better person um and so he was forced to like go through this magical portal where he was okay. he basically became the doctor avatar it's so, like you know how the avatar works he gets all the memories of all of the past right. avatars he became that but for like oh, doctors what is that is that oh, guy so called pharaoh is that what the one with the hat and he has the onk nope what what Mar what oh that's a that's a DC character. <laughs> I have no clue. I'll come right back. And Go then, on. Yeah. You talking about Doctor Fate? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he has some Egyptian ties, right? I, I don't know. So I mean, the like, <laughs> well, he's from the same place Black Adam is from. That's why they're they're both like. Don't worry about it. Um, basically, yeah. Uh, so basically, um, he was really cool and he had knew all the things. But here is what that power gave him: is with simple vocal sounds, he can produce a variety of magical effects, such as physical or mental paralysis, force fields, the redirection of energies, healing, destruction of matter, and earthquakes. So he just sings, and then and earthquakes. anything happens. Uh, that he so wants. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then immediately after that, it says the diplomat of the team. <laughs> the, position, <laughs> the position appears to be a collected individual with well-developed people skills. He does not get along well with his team leader, the August General in Iron, who sees Yao as an irreverent deserter. Okay. Also, one of the guys is just a soldier who um, became like fully metal. Like his whole body is metal, mm. pretty much. And he also quotes the Art of War all the time. That's his. That's his bit. Okay. So every time he goes into battle, he's like, there are more of them than there are of us. Let's retreat. <laughs> Correct. That is what he says. Most of the time they have more people because he, he read The Art of War, though, and he knows that you shouldn't go into battle unless yeah. you have more people. He knows that he should have Broodmother prepare like at yeah. least 10,000 soldiers. So how many, how many kids can she have? What was the number? 25 every three days 25. is what it said. So there's, so there's 10 to start. Mm-hmm. And then you can Plus get six from the brothers. So you can get like 50 of them operating at the same time pretty much. Oh, right. you, and then you're talking about... I'm, I'm yeah. trying to see how large can their army be. So 50 plus 9 plus 7. Right. So, so 66. Yeah, you can get 66 people. So they can't fight anything that is more than 66 Well, what people. if she has children with the Seven Brothers guy? I think they still only... I think she. I think her rate is the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, unless... but what if their power is to become Seven Deadly oh, I don't yeah. think that... I think their wow. power is they just get cool martial arts skill. That sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are you tell me that the normal superheroes that she births, 
do not have cool martial arts skills and therefore have to be trained in the first like, right two over the days. first couple days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But they have the superhuman learning ability, you know, because they come with a normal superhuman. I guess they get, they have the montage. They just watch ability. a YouTube video and yeah, they yeah. get it. They just watch Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they play Rocky in her womb. Ten years and in, in twenty-four hours. So this guy can just destroy matter. Yeah, he can he just can break he the can, laws he of can the universe. Ob- obliterate matter. Yeah, he okay. can break the first law of thermodynamics. Yeah. So this is the kind of guy who he has great people skills. You're talking with him, maybe you meet him at a bar, and um, <laughs> you know you're talking, chat him up. This guy's super interesting. You know, he's got a doctorate in like everything. He he knows everything. Right. Like, he just seems to have this endless knowledge, and mm-hmm. you're getting a, a kick out of this. And you know he he moves a little bit, and he spills his drink, and he goes oop, and you just you just get obliterated because <laughs> oop is the sound that just destroys matter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's probably trained himself not to say the sound that will completely obliterate matter. I would, I would love him. if it was oop as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious as to whether it's the sound itself or if it's the intention behind it. That <laughs> do you think it's a complex sound or do you think it's something very simple? Well, it sounded just... like he was singing. Right, he had to sing. No, he can just vocalize. He's just vocalize. Oh. I mean, the, because it says vocalize, I imagine this is just like a you know maybe one or two. Le- like IPA letters. Yeah, he just goes ba ba. So do you think, then... or, or do you think he has like <laughs> shitty like la- like Harry Potter spell type like <laughs> destroy your kablooey? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blow up. <laughs> rocky, just... rocky, shake, shake, and it then did... the, <laughs> the earthquake happens. Yeah, <laughs> this leaves a lot of open questions. I feel really... like. Well, I, we I would have to. Need... We would have to read the comics. Yeah. Is there a movie? Do they have a movie? I think I we need to watch this. Movie I don't if think we can. they. I think they were going to make a movie, but they never did. Oh. Well. Um, tell them to call me when they make a movie. Okay. Well, before before they talk about the movie, we have to talk about my personal favorite out of these, which is Shaolin Robot. <laughs> so when the first emperor of China commissioned the construction of his tomb, a brilliant engineer by the name of Lao Yuki built 100 clockwork automatons to serve as tomb guards. The vain and jealous emperor ordered that Lao be entombed with him upon his death so that his genius would never serve another man. Before dying of thirst, Lao reprogrammed one of the automatons with his own insights, values, and priorities, and gave it a semblance of free will. Thousands of years later, when the tomb was uncovered by archaeologists, the automatons went on a rampage in an attempt to topple the communist government and restore imperial rule. These automatons were defeated by the Super Functionaries, which is the name of the team that existed before the Great Ten. That were uh, superheroes. Super okay. Functionaries? Of China. Yeah. They were really functional. They, they did their job functional. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Super well, that's the name of like a, a government person. I'm pretty sure in China, like you can be a functionary. Like that's a title. Oh, okay. That's okay. the tra- okay. yeah. title. It's like senator or something. It's just a government job title. Um, only Lao's reprogrammed automaton remained inactive back at the tomb. The Chinese government reactivated it with upgraded alien technology. Oh, the Shaolin robot speaks in simple uh, I Ching hexagrams, but can express more complex thoughts using written pinyin. It was seen using hexagrams from I Ching to speak. So basically, most of the time, it only speaks in a single Chinese character, like traditional Chinese character. Just one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can convey a decent amount of meaning. Yeah, you can just well, say yeah. death whenever he's, you know, fighting. I feel like that. Well, it says right here, springing forward to attack Black Adam, it speaks hexagram 38, which is thing I can't say, <laughs> and represents opposition or contradiction. I When he goes to fight him, he's like... Fight. <laughs> and then the next one. Does he uh, win? While actively attacking Black Adam, it speaks hexagram six, which represents contention or arguing. Mm. Finally, as Black Adam blows him the fuck up, <laughs> it speaks hexagram 23, which represents deterioration or splitting apart. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Shredding. <laughs> right. Later, Banksy. Later, yeah. while battling the shield. Shaolin robot is Banksy. 
Oh my god, has that been the secret the whole time? That's just on the poster too. Shaolin Robot is, is Banksy. <laughs> Later, while battling the shield, it speaks hexagram 18, which is correction, hexagram 39, which is obstruction, hexagram 25, which is pestilence, and finally, hexagram 1, which is force. Wow, pestilence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pestilence. So, <laughs> then there's also Socialist Red Guardsman. Um who is just a, a guy who wears his body is like super radioactive and he has like solar powers and he wears armor that made by oh, aliens. So him and the brood mother can hug because she yeah. is immune to that. Well, she was the first person to touch him in over fifteen years after he got his magic solar powers. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Then the next guy is Thundermind. Okay. Um, That's Mega Mind. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's like sh- uh, Shazam. Okay. Except instead of saying Shazam, he says a, a Sanskrit trigger phrase. And then he becomes Thundermind, and he unlocks what he is calls his full human potential, which basically he ascends to like halfway to Nirvana. Wow! Becomes a Bodhisattva in in life and has all the powers that the Bodhisattvas were said to possess. Okay. Wait, can you explain those to me? I don't. They... Pretty much everything. Pretty much like. <laughs> can he also all destroy kinds matter? of miracles? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It, like telepathy, I don't know. That's, that's okay. the one it says right here. Is he also a child before he says his magic? I don't word? think so. I think he's a a person. I no, think he's a human just a being. Dude, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. I wish there was a movie of this. Yeah, we skipped over a couple of them. One of them is is just a guy who's invincible who is completely shadow, like he's made out of shadow. Oh, he just can't do anything. Yeah, nobody can hurt him. Well, he's also he lives in a plane. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like a plane of existence, or like no, airplane? like a like a like an airplane. Okay. okay. Like he's been he'd been trapped in a plane, and he lives there forever now. Was that because the lights were on and there was only one shadow in there? So like, no, it's because like the plane was super cool, but in order to fly it, you had to like bond to it. Okay. So he bonded to it. Yeah, and he couldn't leave it. And he couldn't either. leave. Yeah. So so he's just their pilot. That he's just their their plot armor pilot. Okay. Yeah, well, they get a new one every time the old one dies, but he has the same name. Hmm. A new okay. plane or a new shadow? Both. Oh, so the plane makes him a shadow, maybe. Yeah, the plane can go invisible and stuff, okay. and it can so also wonder, it can also shape shift. Oh, so it's just a dude. Wait, what? It can shape shift? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the plane so can like just a transformer. Be, can too. just be a tiger? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if it can be a tiger. If I'm being honest with you, but it apparently can take the form of diffuse smoke and handle hurricane force winds. I think it wow. could be t- I think it'd be a tiger if it wanted to. I mean, it could make a smoke tiger. I'm sure that would be kind of cool. Mm, that's An invisible smoke tiger, kind of canceling two of them out. But yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> I would totally fly around in a ghost tiger. That'd be pretty sick. Just a, just a, a big a big ghost tiger in the sky, just flying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if kind of cool accurately that can expresses how cool That withstand hurricane winds. <laughs> I think it would be incredibly cool. Yeah, I, I guess it would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it would. About it. He's like, hmm, is it really that cool? Yeah, it is pretty it's, fucking it's, cool. It's kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also just um just uh, Yi, like from Chinese Yi. mythology. Like the the archer, the guy oh, who, who shot ye? down the yeah who ye, oh. the guy that shot down the sun. Oh, well, that's cool. A lot of them. Oh ye. See, I heard ye, and I was like ye, ye. and then I was like, then he's like from mythology, and I said, oh who ye? Yeah. Who ye? Who? who? I'm trying to find images of these people somehow. Let's go to their wiki. There's one that has a cover of all of them. 
right here. I found one of them 2021 movie called China Captain that has apparently Sun Wukong in it. Everything has goddamn Sun Wukong in it. You can't escape him. The moment they wrote Journey to the West, every other piece of literature written after that had Sun Wukong in it somewhere. True. Even if he was disguised as a bush or something. <laughs> he does that all the time. <laughs> Sun Wukong makes a cameo. In... Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also found a picture that seems to be from some sort of internet movie award where they awarded um, China Captain top one internet movie. That's pretty cool. The best internet movie? <laughs> it must be, right? <laughs> so do they not have the normal Avengers in China? or? Well, the normal Avengers don't really operate in China that often. Because they're American. You're right. They yeah. can't see the movie there because <laughs> that's not where it took place. Well, they can, but like... We're we're American, and so we kind of take it for granted that all the superheroes are American. Mm -hmm. But I uh, mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering if this is like, because like doesn't China have a fair amount of censorship where they'll yes. be like, okay, you need to have a separate version of this movie because yeah. we don't allow. You can't have in this like movie. skeletons. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. What really? No skeletons? Yeah, that, that that's one thing I heard specifically that was kind of weird. Interesting. I mean, yeah. would Do you know China the allow? I don't know. Would China allow Captain America to that. be there? Would it, I, think would they would, I think they would. You would, you would know China? that he exists. General I think China? you could know that. Well, I'm sure they know he exists, but they allowed him to appear in media and be cool like Captain America is. And then they <laughs> see him, they're like, oh, Captain America is pretty cool. Like, I feel like that wouldn't... I mean, I don't know if, the, if there's much direct animosity between China and America. Like, there is certainly some indirect, but, like, I don't think there's enough that they would prevent people from even... Knowing that Captain America exists, exists. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, apparently they want to prevent them from knowing that skeletons exist. Well, and it's I, not. I don't know it's what, not that. It's like I don't know it's what like China has against skeletons. It's not that. It's like how we censor like porn. It's like they think that it's not suitable to be viewed. They think on. skeletons are really hot. Yeah, I'm glad you finally got it, Clay. You came okay. to your senses. It's just it's like we we censor things on TV that like we don't think people should see. So China censors things on TV that the Chinese government doesn't think people should see. Okay. I mean, I, there certainly is probably a political bent to it, but there's a political bent to it here. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. That's the reason why porn is censored. <laughs> well, I'm just saying political that bent. for politics, yeah. yeah. Thing, things censored in other countries are often weird to people outside of those countries. Yeah, like everybody in, um, in uh, Britain, like the radio, they can swear. And they can, uh, the moment like it's past 9 p.m. or something on the TV, they can cuss and have all kinds of stuff, and we can't do that here in yeah. America. Yeah. Let's get a nice little beep. Yeah. Well, we get the beeps. They don't do the beeps. Mm -hmm. They just say, fuck. You're going to have to beep that. Yeah. No. That is what <laughs> that is what an English accent sounds like as well. Yeah. Fuck. Every, every British uh, person I've ever known talks like that. Well, after 9 p.m., that's what they sound like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only speak like how we normally hear them in between the hours.